0: Investing in property makes sense. Investing in the right property takes knowledge. Welcome to the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. I'm Jared McCabe, Director of Wakeland Property Advisory. Join me for expert insights into the fundamentals, trends, and opportunities to help you create long-term wealth through smart property decisions. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. So as I seem to say most weeks, it's um, some interesting times in property at the moment, particularly within this country. Um, Over the last two years, we've obviously seen uh, some pretty strong market growth uh, within the housing sector, more particularly across the country. However, towards the end of of last year, 2021, and certainly into this year, things have started to change a little, uh, and particularly in Melbourne. Um, now as is usually the case with the media, you'll see that um, it's one extreme or another. Um, so last year it was that everything was unaffordable and uh, we were focusing very much on the high clearance rates, um, the, the strength of the growth rates that were occurring. But in more recent weeks, um, that's starting to trend, uh, sorry that trend is starting to reverse. and we're now starting to hear that the Melbourne market is, is changing to a buyer's market. Prices are being discounted, they're falling fairly significantly. Um, now they're definitely not as strong as as the prices rises that we saw last year and the surging levels of demand in 2021. But we're definitely not in a buyer's market. Um, a better term is probably that we're starting to rebalance um, and and get back into more of a balanced market rather than favouring buyer or seller. So what we've found over the years is a good way to examine this trend and see where things really are sitting is to look at auction numbers, but also um, take into account the clearance rate. I think if you look at them both independently, you can get be a little bit skewed, uh, and they're not the be-all and end-all to give you an exact picture of the market, but there's certainly a good starting point as to what's going on. So if we look over the last two to three years, um, perhaps even far, as far back as early 2019, Um, at the supply levels that we've been seeing uh, auction-wise across Melbourne. You can start to see how things are going. The patterns probably across... Each year haven't been as consistent um, as they normally would be. You can usually normally see um, the Melbourne market how the supply levels work when they're stronger and when they're weaker, um, and particularly during the pandemic, that's changed a little bit. Um, there's been a bit; it's been a bit more up and down at differing times of the year um, as the, the lockdowns, particularly that we've experienced in Melbourne, have impacted on what we can and can't do. So there's had to be a little bit more flexibility, and, and people have had to pivot to make sure that they can keep up with what. Um, what's going on? So, but if we look back at say 2019, 2020, 21, and 22, if we look at that first quarter for each year. Generally, each of those um, areas, interestingly enough, haven't had too many interruptions. We've we've tended to find, from a, a, property perspective, that we've been able to transact. There may have been some restrictions, but we've generally been able to inspect properties and therefore, either conduct auctions online or in some in a lot of instances, um, in person as well. Um, so, if we look at those, the interesting thing is that back in 2019, which was prior to the federal election in May that year, when the market started to turn after that, um, at the time, surprising result, numbers were certainly down in 2019. Um, on average for the month, they were below 1,000 per weekend. And if you look at that compared to 2020, which was around uh, 1,100 per weekend, 2021 was around 1,200. And this year, we've actually averaged around 1,300 um, per weekend for the first quarter. So, so it's um, it's pretty strong numbers um, and, and continuing to grow. But if we to gain a little bit of context, that looks at the supply side of things. If we use the clearance rate to sort of analyse the demand side. Um, it, it again starts to paint a picture. 2019, we were very much in um, in the, the more balanced or patent, um, perhaps even more of a buyer's market where the clearance rate was sub sub 60%. 2020, we were hovering around the um, the 70% mark. Um, by the 2021, we were pushing right up into the 80% mark. And this year, um, we're sort of high 60s, low 70s, depending upon how, um, how the weekend's gone. So it, it's showing you that we are still in a pretty good good market. Um, over the years, we've tended to um, use a back of the envelope or, or rule of thumb as a bit of a guide where if the clearance rates above seventy percent, we would consider that to be a seller's market. If it's sitting in the sixty to seventy percent range, it's typically a fairly balanced market. And if it's sub sixty percent, you you tend to find that you're in a buyer's market. So, we're really, if we're sitting at the moment in the high 60s to early seventies, where we're still we're probably moving into a balanced market. Um, but even some weekends, it's still probably slightly um, favouring the the vendor or the seller. So, by no means are we moving. Are we at, at a bar? A, buyer's market at the present time. It's certainly starting to cool, um, but that was, that was certainly needed after the uh, the strength that we've experienced over the previous two years. Um, and there's been a number of reasons for that that strength and why the market's been so, so, um, so positive over that period of time. Um, we certainly entered the pandemic in March 2020 off the back of some fairly strong growth through the second half of 2019. And that may- meant that the market, whenever it could um, act during 2020 and 21 was was pretty strong. Uh, there was pent up demand there where buyers were felt as though they kept being locked back and not being able to transact. So when they could, they were pretty desperate to get a deal done. Um, obviously, interest rates were extremely low and still are. Um, but those uh, pent-up demand levels certainly helped. There was a lot of, because we spent so much time at home, the lockdown um, really made a lot of people focus on their home and whether or not it was suitable for what they were after or um, whether they needed to make some changes and some upgrades. And because there wasn't, as we've heard uh, a lot, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to spend money on anything but, so there was a lot of saving going on, uh, which which certainly meant that people did focus on spending on their homes. but those strength levels that have been there over the last three years are um, were never going to be sustainable long-term. It was always going to get to a point where the um, the lockdowns, so to speak, uh, dried up the the, uh, the demand. Um, interest rates are now um, highly likely in the second half of the year to start rising. The elections, um, the federal election, which is coming up, and then the state election later in the year for Victorians. Um whether property, and, and this year it's not likely to be as hot a topic as it has been in, in some past, um, but it still does create a level of uncertainty for for any property participants, so whether you are a buyer or a seller. And so people do tend to sit on their hands and hold back a little bit to wait and see what what happens. And then obviously there's, um, there's broader economic uncertainty as well with obviously the um, unfortunate issues that are going on over in the Ukraine at the moment. And part of that is driving inflation levels that are a lot stronger and petrol prices going up, that sort of thing, which again, just creates a little bit of uncertainty and and people tend to hold back a little bit. So these are reasons why the market's starting to cool a little bit um, off the back of what what we have experienced over the last few years. But the balancing of the market does have a number of, of benefits, particularly for buyers. Um it creates a bit more normalcy than what we've perhaps been experiencing over the, the past few years and, and certainly makes things far more balanced and, and gives some good opportunities. Underquoting is is far less of an issue now. Um, vendors' expectations are typically closer to where the end sale price would be, whereas last year, the um, and, and certainly 2020 as well, we were finding that um, vendors' expectations were realistic for the time, but um, the eventual sale price more often than not was soaring past uh, vendors' expectations, and that creates the uh, the underquoting discussion that always arises when the market starts to move up. Um, and then if we look at, there's far less fear of missing out, so the, the FOMO analogy that we hear a lot about, um, buyers aren't suffering from that as much, uh, they're, they're far more content to buy a property if it's at the right price point and if it meets their requirements, but if they feel as though a vendor's expectations are too high, then they are more than happy to sit back and, and, uh, and wait uh, as opposed to last year, whether there was a, a real desperation. So they've, they're far less rushed than what they were and, and not feeling as though they have to make uh, a decision right here, right now. So if I'm providing some advice to, to both vendors and buyers, if we look at the vendor side of things first in terms of selling in the current market while it is rebalancing, I would say don't rush. Um, there's plenty of demand around for good for good properties, and we are still seeing that there's good competition around at auctions. It's not always the case, but there it is still there. Don't get caught up listening to commentators who are predicting significant downturns and, and dramatic changes in the market. It's not likely to happen. Um, But when you are setting up your campaign, um, try to avoid uh, disruptions as much as possible. So things like overlapping or being around one of the elections, or particularly if your property might be suited to families, that sort of thing, you need to be mindful of school holidays. Public holidays can always be a bit of an issue too. So just try and and where possible, avoid those disruptions to your campaign. And also really understand the market that you're working within. So what are some of the things that are impacting on it? who is your likely buyer and make sure that you're catering to them and giving them every opportunity to purchase your property and compete for it um, whether it is on an au- at an auction or what other, whatever other method of sale you're choosing. So expression of interest, private sale, that type of thing. The other thing I would say is um, you need to have conservative expectations uh, in the current market. What we've seen time and time again is that uh, vendors who have got um, very bullish expectations on their property, as I said earlier, um, buyers are... Are very mindful of that, and they are more than happy to sit back if they don't feel as though a property is at the right level value-wise. So you need to have a, a conservative mindset. It doesn't mean that you, um, you should be expecting to sell your property for less, but if you, if you don't have a, a conservative mindset when going into the selling process, you might find that your property sits there um, over a, for a long period of time. So if we move to the buyer's side of things uh, and providing them with some advice in terms of purchasing during a rebalancing market, um, don't expect to pick up a property at a bargain. Um, Good property will still have competition. It's why it's considered a good quality property in the first instance. So if you're going in with a bargain hunting attitude, you'll find that you'll continually miss out on properties. Um, And then when you start to do your planning and things. Prepare for interest rate rises. They are highly likely to occur in the second half of this year. So you need to factor them into your calculations and make sure that you uh, you know that there could be some changes to um, to your uh, mortgage repayments on a monthly basis. But um, if you're prepared, you can really take advantage in this current market. Um, being able to have flexibility, um, offer terms that perhaps... If you can be flexible around those uh, and a bit more in keeping with perhaps what the vendor is after, um, particularly when you're working within an off-market private sale or, um, or on pass-ins, you can really take advantage if you've got a degree of flexibility around your terms, and then you can crunch a bit harder on the on the price side of things if if you have got that that opportunity, um, and then bear in mind too that the market is unlikely to run away like it did in 2021. So the FOMO should be far less of an issue for you. And if the property isn't at the value that you see uh, and think that it should be at, then you can take a step back uh, and make sure that you get um, that you you get it at the right price. There's, there's far less of a, a concern at the moment that if you don't buy right here, right now, that in a month's time, um, the property could be worth two, three, four, five percent more than what it was um, at the date of, of previous purchase. So there's the really important key factors to remember when buying property in this market is, as always, asset selection is still absolutely key. You've got to buy the right property, um, but you've also got to understand the purpose of your purchase from the start, and that factors into that buying the right property. So really have a clear understanding of what the objective is so that you make sure that you are buying the right property. Um, it's always still a long-term exercise, so that that um, trying to finesse things too much around pricing um, can really do you more harm than good. Um, and just don't expect a bargain. Make sure that you're you're there ready to pay a fair price. But when it comes to the negotiation, you crunch and push as hard as you can. Set your budget, work within it, um, and don't push yourself too hard. Um, but as I said before, don't finesse things. Um, Buy, if you need to spend uh, an extra ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to get a good property, um, in the long run you'll be happy you did. So, from a case study perspective for this week, um, looking at a property that we actually helped a client sell fairly recently, um, and it was a, a prop, and it was so it was in what many considered to be a um, a buyer's market or a flattening market, uh, and it, this just goes to show you that just because the market's starting to soften doesn't mean that um, that things aren't still going quite well. Uh, so this property had a number of um, perceived compromises with it or um, things that may have held it back. Um, it was um, in a good suburb, but um, it was on a main road. So that can obviously be an issue for some people. Um, it was abutting a budding of laneway. Sometimes that can be a bit of a concern from a security perspective. Uh, also abutting commercial property. And it wasn't a, a typical uh, style of home for this suburb. Um, But the campaign actually did go really, really well. Um, We didn't have huge numbers through the open for inspections, and that's not unusual when you've got a property on a main road, but we did have really good quality inspections. People were really engaging with the property um, and really feeling as though it met with a lot of options. So it was a good affordable entry point for for many buyers to get into this market. The day of the auction, we had a crowd of uh, 30 to 40 people. So again, not huge um, in terms of numbers, but we ended up having five bidders uh, and the property ended up selling for... Um, over 10% above the uh, the vendor's reserve price, so it, it's a property that potentially is compromised, that is in a selling in a in a market that's softening, but still has really good competition and, and goes very very well. So um, it just it it does show that um, we aren't this is just because the market might be starting to change doesn't mean that you can um, expect bargains or, or expect to um, to pick properties up at below market values. So that's about it for this week. Thanks for joining me for episode 28 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. As always, we please feel free to share the podcast with family and friends and colleagues. Uh, we'd like to keep uh, pushing it out as far and wide as we possibly can. And if you would like any further information on how to make rewarding property decisions, uh, please visit our website, wakeland.com.au, and we wish you all the best with your property decisions.